Oh hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Cocti Podcast. I really appreciate it. The biggest news of this week is that Cyberpunk launched to somewhat mixed reviews. For the most part, the PC game runs okay. Some bugs to be expected on a AAA game of this size, but on console, particularly PS4 and Xbox, the game is an abysmal failure. In fact, just recently, PlayStation announced that they are removing it from the PlayStation Store and providing everyone who purchased the game digitally with a refund. That is a massive step by PlayStation, even though CD Projekt Red did offer refunds to anybody who wanted one, whether they purchased the game on PC or console. Perhaps the game could have used a few more months in development Hard to say, I haven't played it myself. The reviews from the people that I know who've been playing it are mixed. What I will say is that they do have a roadmap of patches and bug fixes over the next three months, which hopefully will bring the game into a more realistic and polished state. Beyond that, we don't have much news today, so I'm really looking forward to sharing my interview with Nura Ibrahim. She's an actor, a writer, and a singer. You've seen her play Cyberpunk, D&D with our friends over at Realmsmith, and a vampire on LA by Night. She has big things coming up in the new year. You can follow her on social media at Neurological. Spelling of that will be in the show notes. We had a great chat, and I posited an alternate theory for her character Eve's name on LA by Night. I hope you enjoy. Before we get to that, one quick interlude. You may notice that the sound quality of my podcast this week and of my news segment isn't quite as good as it has been in the past. That's because, unfortunately, my Blue Yeti microphone broke early last week. I'm very stressed out because I can't afford to buy a new one, but I sent an email over to Blue, and they've taken care of the whole thing. It was still under warranty. The process was super easy, and I just want to give a shout-out to Logan and Randall, who helped me out there. I'll be getting a replacement in the mail hopefully soon and ready in time for my next episode. But thanks to Blue for being so cool. I really appreciate it because, frankly, I, I could not have afforded to purchase a replacement microphone. So thank you very much for that. And now, my chat with Nora. Hey, Nora, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So uh, you're an actor, a writer, a singer, and you're a very familiar face to many who enjoy watching mm -hmm. tabletop RPG streams. But did I read correctly that you're also trained extensively in archery and horseback riding as well? Is that real? I am. I am. I am. So I, uh, before moving to LA, I lived for four years in South Korea. Mm -hmm. And uh, while I was, I was teaching English. Um, but while I was there, um, I really wanted to study some sort of martial arts and I had some friends that were uh, doing it different kinds as well there. So I, um, I chose Kuksalwan, which I started studying when I lived on Jeju Island. And um, for those of you who like, don't know what Kuksalwan is, it's, um, it's kind of like a multidisciplinary, whereas like, uh, I guess, um, Taekwondo's focuses a lot on like punching and kicking. Mm. This one's kind of like forms and like all weapons are included, which I was really like, I just want, really wanted to, to fight with a sword and um, 
So right. I actually got trained fully, got my full uh, first degree black belt while I was there. And my cook salon master also taught me horseback riding on the weekends and archery in uh, the mornings during the week. So I was actually part of the um, Korean Archers Association. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is really fun. Was there uh, any particular reason why you chose Cook Wan as a martial art? Or is there anything that drew you to it in general? Um, I, I did have a friend that was taking it at the time. And she was just telling me about it. I really wanted to learn like every weapon that I can get my hands on. Like I loved Ninja Turtles growing up and as yeah. a kid and like everything, everything in our house, me and my brothers turned into weapons, um, which my mom got so angry at us for. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was really interested in that. Um, so it was, it was like everything from like throwing knives to like, uh, um, like nunchucks and, and staffs and swords and you name it. And it was even fans. There was like a fan forms that we learned. So it was like full on, um, like street fighter, mortal combat, like vibes that I absolutely loved. Nice. That sounds so cool. I, I tried to take kendo myself. I lasted two months and that was it. That's the one where you have to practice with like the wooden. Yeah. That's like hard on your shoulders. That is not a joke. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was not for me at the time. Mm. Does your experience uh, in martial arts help you play out combat scenes in RPGs? Um, you know, I never thought about it, but I guess um, I think it would have to be partly from martial arts experience and partly just because like I think I think my mind operates like in cartoon mode most of the time okay. in my life anyway so I just when I envision combat in a in any TTRPG it's very cartoony in my even if it's like a serious battle going on mm -hmm. um it always plays out like a cartoon in my mind so I think like that's where like half of that and like half martial arts kind of makes up for like the, like half the crazy stuff I do. Nice. So speaking of RPGs, what, what was your first experience with RPGs? Like, how did you, how did you get involved in, in playing tabletop RPGs? Um, well, it was, it was D and D three, five. Okay. And um, it was a couple of years ago and I, I have been living in, in LA for like a little bit and um, there were two people that I met around the same time mm -hmm. um, one of which was uh, Satine Phoenix um, and her partner Rudy at the time and then the other one was Jason Carl and I remember sitting down with um, Jason one time at lunch just kind of like picking his brain and um, just talking about tabletop and I was like I really want to learn and part of that was um I had, yeah, I was a theater nerd growing up and it, like the part that was like role play um, and improv was kind of, that appealed to me from the mm -hmm. very beginning. So I was like, yeah, I really want to learn. And I was finding out like more and more people um, that I was starting to get to know at the time were, um, were playing. And so we had um, set up a game um, that Satine, or Satine and Rudy and Jason was there. And so was Cynthia Marie, oh, okay. um, who's also ended up in LA by night. Um, so that was where, that was where I first started playing. And at this, at that time, 
um, I got cast for, she got cast in Sirens and I got cast on Anquil Society. That was also a D&D show at the same time. So like right off the bat, um, which I had no like expectation of, or like even had thought about, they're like, do you want to play um, on this D&D show? Mm-hmm. And this was like, after I'd like, I'd gotten to play for, uh, for a few months at the time. And I was like, I, it was just the concept of it was, I was just starting to like, uh, I guess I just starting to like learn the concept of like, oh, there's this thing that like people play and it's on a stream and people watch it. And like, why would anybody want to watch me play um, tabletop games? But yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, you know what? If people want to watch, like I'm cool. Yeah, sign me up. Let's let's do this. And not really knowing what um, I was getting myself into really. Um, so that, so that Inkwell Society, and then shortly after that, LA by Night had started up. Mm-hmm. So kind of like at the same time, I was playing D and D, and then um, Vampire the Masquerade, and then just from there, it was just like one kind of like thing after another. Is so that this year just kind of like exploded after um, with COVID and everybody being at home and and doing streaming more from home? Yeah. So is that, is the Inkwell Society how you got started in, in tabletop RPG streaming? Like what was the, when you got, my first one. Yeah. when you got cast in that show, how did you go from playing to, did you have to audition? Like what was the path to that? Uh, literally we just, that, that game that we played privately, we just kind of hung out and, and played a, you know, one shot D and D game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was it just kind of wow. like how you vibe with people and can you, I don't know. I, I really had no, um, uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I, I knew that I loved it when I, as I was going along, like, I was like, oh, this is cool. And I really enjoyed doing it. Um, but most of my background with acting at that point had been in theater. Okay. So, which is a complete different thing from like, than being on camera. And I remember they would have they would have me do the announcements, which I thought was so terrifying. I'm like, I don't know what to, <laughs> words of things, and I don't even know what people like. And I literally be like five minutes before we're on, and I'm like, write down and tell me what you're doing. <laughs> and I had no idea. Like it was so terrifying for me to have to sit there and be like, uh, and then next week this thing is happening. Um, but yeah, and then after a while, it just. Uh, I, I guess you just kind of get used to how things go and um, I haven't stopped since. Um, so I want to, I want to segue into something you mentioned, of course, you're uh, on LA by night and you play Ebe, mm-hmm. Um and the character was created by B. Dave Walters. And I read that it was actually based on you. So in season one, it was an NPC and he reached mm-hmm. out to you to say, Hey, do you mind if I base a character on you? Is that, is that legit? Did I read that correctly? Yeah, yeah, this is like the craziest thing. So I I knew that this uh I kind of was getting, you know, I'd heard that the show was was starting and that they had um you know that B Dave was gonna be in it and I didn't really know much about it. I knew Jason was gonna be that like was gonna run as me the storyteller. But B Dave literally calls me up, he's like, Hey, so I get to have this kind of like like a right-hand man kind of like I wanted, I wanted like that person, like that character uh that Jason's gonna have like as an NPC I guess he's like is it okay if I base it off of you I was like yes (laughs) 
absolutely base it off. That's cool. Yeah, whatever you want. And so that's, um, so most people don't know that Ebe is like this, the first two letters of my last name. Yeah. And it is based, uh, pretty much based off of me. And then the character, and this is all, you know, because Jason is awesome. Um, the character became uh, very loved by by fans before I was like ever came on to play it. And so Jason um, Jason contacted me and he was like, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna come in and, and be a guest and and, and play Eve? Since I guess I mean you're her anyway." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I'm I'm kind of nervous now because you did such a good job playing. Like, what if I? <laughs> that would be the worst if I came in and be like, you know what? No, no, no. You're not. I know this is you, but no, yeah. bring Jason back. Yeah. Um. So, I. Uh. Yeah. And I. They. I just. And then that thing kind of happened, which I find very. Um flattering is that when I, I come into as a guest and people are like can you know this is awesome can you come back next week and I just kind of end up playing that kind of happened on Realmsmith um where I just kind of came back and to continue playing that character right I, I I know that I read I read that you you said that um it was the first two letters of your last name but I also find it interesting that um it's also um the ancient Egyptian word for heart is Eb. So, is it? Yeah. Oh. Which is which is what? Because uh, uh, I am a former Egyptologist, um, so I wondered before I read that story um, if there was something about the that it, behind the name as well. Oh no! I wish I would have totally leaned into that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what? I'm going to retcon, and like from now on, and I'm like, no, you know what? No, this whole time that was it. <laughs> hey, you're you're her. You you get to decide. Um, so how do you? And and you talked about it a little bit. Um, the the concern about this popular NPC who's yeah we, she's so popular we want somebody to come in and guest as her and then the the, the pressure but how do you um, transition between building an NPC who has an existing story and, and an existing character cadence to building your own and putting your own spin on it without sort of losing what made her a popular character? Mm. Well, I think it, it's always it's always harder for me to come in and play, or I shouldn't say hard, it's, it's more of a challenge, it's more work going into it. If you're going in to play uh, an NPC that has existed mm -hmm. on a season or a stream before, because if you're just coming in fresh and you're just coming in with this new character, your character doesn't have to know however many seasons of backstory that's mm -hmm. that everybody's already like caught up with and like, what what you said to each character at some point like you don't have to have that that history like in your like going in knowing all of this so mm -hmm. for Eve it was kind of a challenge when he asked me because I had to go back re-watch all of those episodes remember exactly what happened to me remember exactly like quotes me yeah in that or my character um remember every sort of interaction how do I feel about this person how do I feel about that person because you owe it to the people watching to like bring all of that and to you know still maintain you know that that history of that character with and that and those relationships that they have with the other people so I had to go back and like re-watch every episode um and from there just 
building her into more of a three-dimensional character, uh, I, I had sat down with Jason a couple of times just to talk about, um, well, how does she feel about where she's at in her life? And mm-hmm. what, where, how does she really feel about this person? Where does she want to be in life? And from there, and I, and I think Jason's just awesome for a sitting down with, with the, um, with his cast to do this for each person, um, that he really wanted my input on, you know, here's everything you've done so far, but where do you want to go with this? And like, basically just gave me free range to just do what I wanted with the character to where eventually, um, you know, we'd sit down and, uh, for like a new season or for a new thing and be like, all right, well, um, you know her better than anybody. So just here you are, just go do the thing. Right. Um, which I thought that, um, this past season, especially seeing where her character development was, was pretty fun and exciting, especially with those end cap episodes. Right. So I wanted to ask you about some of the other campaigns, but now that you're you're sort of talking about the the backstory and building up the character, when you're doing a, a tabletop stream, how do you balance the character interactions and bringing out those deep character uh, backstories with the game mechanics? Like, how do you considering it's a game but it's also a performance like where does the how do you draw the line as a a performer in this to to make sure you're paying homage to the game but at the same time giving people a rewarding experience well i think a lot of that um just comes intuitively really Mm. the more it just comes with experience of playing uh and especially with experience in streaming in particular because it's very different from a home game yeah. where you know you you have all the time in the world to kind of explore you know um character relationships and and role play what you want or don't and just do combat heavy but like when you are streaming you have to consider that there people are watching it and for better or for worse or whatever you think about it is entertainment and mm-hmm. so um it's really just learning to be um it's just how comfortable you are with the other players. It's it's as much listening for the right cues because you don't want to overstep on other people's moments. You know, it's it's kind of a delicate thing because you have to end up. Um, it's it's the kind of push and pull and give and take and like knowing when okay this is this is co- clearly combat moment. I'm not going to stop and and monologue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my monologue, my whole backstory. Um, but you kind of like learn the, the give and take of it as you go along. And I think that that's uh, when you, when you do have like a really good chemistry with the people that you're playing with, those become really amazing moments. Yeah. It's like in, in some of the, some of the streams where all the casts are really enmeshed, it's almost like a, a, a dance right where you're there's mm-hmm. the, the the swaying back and forth and it's sort of like a a seamless transition between character moments and role play and dice rolling and all all of that sort of really comes together it's it's quite it's quite a, a lovely thing to watch actually as somebody who's been playing rpgs for a long time 
So uh, one of your characters and uh, is uh, Nox Arya in Cyberpunk. <laughs> and uh, a few of your sessions were actually DM'd by Mike Pondsmith himself. And yes. if you don't know, uh, Mike Pondsmith, of course, was the creator of um, Cyberpunk's, the, the TTRPG. So do you prepare differently when you're gaming with somebody like Mike Pondsmith, like a literal living legend, how, what was, and, and tell us a little bit about what that experience was like in preparing for that game and building Knox. Well, um, you, I, I, it's, I'm not going to lie where like initially you, you don't hear like, Hey, Mike Pondsmith is going to be running cyberpunk for <laughs> you. And you don't, you don't like fangirl a little bit, or you don't get nervous because like I was, you totally want to like be like, hey, teacher, teacher, look, I'm doing a good, I'm yeah. doing a good job. Um, so, you know, I, I did have that. Oh wow, you know, I, I, I better really uh, try to bring my A game with this character. Uh, but he's he's so nice, and and you know, all of that kind of flies out the window once you know everybody's uh, joking around with each other before yeah. we even start. Um, but Mike, uh, you know, he will, he will kill your character. He's not lying when he, when he jokes around like that in the beginning, like he will, he will be brutal to you. Um, but the thing that I like about playing with him is that he really, uh, he kind of like rewards you for how, if you really have like an out there thought and like, I want to try doing this really weird ass thing <laughs> and, and, and as convoluted and weird as it sounds like, you know, he might just sit back and be like, all right, let's see how you do, <laughs> you know, instead of, uh, so it's, it's, um, it's, it's fun. I, that's such a, it's such a great cast as well to play with. Um, I think it was a great mix of, um, players who who know a lot of um battle strategy okay and then and then it's just like me and matt being goofballs and <laughs> making jokes and being just trying not to die uh, <laughs> but um yeah that's that's i think one of the highlights of this year was getting to do cyberpunk and i won't uh there it's not the end of our of our cyberpunk story. Oh. We might we might be able we might be seeing some more in, oh. in the future. Well, yeah. that's, that's very that's very interesting. Um, I, I really wanted to talk to you about cyberpunk and get your thoughts on streaming cyberpunk because um, so the site that I write for uh, Fort Nerd we are launching a cyberpunk stream ourselves uh, called Cyberpunk Independence in the next little while. And uh, we've got great people involved, and um, the the storyteller and uh, is is amazing. And when you're, what's the most important thing for you when you're streaming cyberpunk? Like, what's the like? Is it is it the the costume you wear? Is it the using the right language? Is it the the attitude? Sort of what what makes the true cyberpunk experience? Like, how do we make our cyberpunk game as legit as we can? Well. I think that 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 really depends on the player. Like I know some people, for them, like dressing up really brings them into character. And I and I kind of like I like to do that sometimes, depending on the stream. Like get into character by dressing up. 
Um, but it's not for everybody and it's not the, 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 the be all end all of what makes a good stream by any means. I think for, in my personal experience with cyberpunk, what makes that game special, like, and like, and very different from all the other streams that I've been on is we're very, um, tactically like mission oriented. Okay. Like this, this is like a scene from mission impossible meets you know like a dystopian futuristic society like it is very mission-based um and whatever role playing and and things that happen um are we've had some great role play moments don't get me wrong but like i think that the the fun in that game comes from being so mission oriented in that game okay cool so uh, you're obviously a regular fixture at Realmsmith as well, our friends and, and more or less neighbors as um, uh, in Into the Mist and uh, Tides of Wildmount. So now I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. We talked about, <laughs> uh -oh. we talked about LA, we talked about LA by night, we talked about Cyberpunk, we've talked about uh, Into the Mist and, and Tides of Wildmount. Which is your favorite character to play and why? Ah, uh, just like on the Realmsmith shows? In, just on in, any of them. So Ellie by Night, Cyberpunk. Yeah, it's, it's all of them. Oh, goodness. I feel like that I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't even know. They're just so different from mm -hmm. each other. Um, I will say, I will say dramatically, huh? I don't know. You're, you're, you might get me into trouble by, uh, I will say that I have had some of the best RP moments between LA by night and then uh, playing Esmeralda in, in Into the Mist. I think not that I, if, if I had to, because I can't count them all like, oh, well, this is more fun than that or this, because that's, I don't think any, like never the case. But I think if I look back at like, what were some of the most impactful RP moments, I think would have to like be a tie between those two. Okay, that's fair. I, I saw you thinking about it and it's like, how do I not get into trouble answering this question? It's like very diplomatic but answer. But it's not just that, like I'm the kind of person that I, I, I can't, I, I can never rank things as favorites. Okay. I don't have a favorite color. I don't have a favorite meal or snack. Like I. I have such like, I, my mind doesn't operate that way in general to begin with. So like, I feel that it's uh, a weird way of asking a question. So I hope that I, I hope that I answered that in a way that kind of makes sense. You, you definitely, you, you definitely answered it in a way that it makes sense. No, no problem at all. <laughs> um, so over the last couple of years, you've, you've uh, done a number of conventions. Um, uh, I know you did virtual Gary Con this year, of course, because Gary Con was uh, uh, closed because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, what's been your most memorable interaction with a fan? And what's been a memory at a convention that's not necessarily fan re related that resonates with you strongly? Um, I think doing Hawaii con last year because uh it was just so laid back as far as like fans go because right. there, there was uh I did play uh, a vampire the masquerade game while I was there uh and just I loved the it was so casual and it 
even though it was, it was just a beautiful setting, a beautiful con to be, to be in, it was, um, it was all based in this one hotel, Mm -hmm. but it was just so laid back. Everything you would expect to be like in a Hawaiian convention. I mean, it was, it was so chill. Um, and I really just liked, even though I'm at a convention and there's people who like, you know, waited and, 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 you know, paid to play this game, but like, it just felt like I was sitting down at like any friend's table and just, you know, playing with friends. And I, I really enjoyed that. Okay. And that's, so that's your, yeah, that's interactions with your fans and, and, Mm -hmm. um, a memorable, uh, Ooh, I will say at WonderCon last year too, because we did a live reading. Um, we did a live performance of LA by night. Okay. And, and, and it was a, there was like a surprise moment where I came out, the cast didn't know that I was going to do this. Jason knew, but, um, it was, uh, Jason basically said like, uh, whatever you want to do, just do it. (laughs) I was like, cool, 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 cool. So I kind of, um, had did this really tearful, tearful, like good, like I have to go off and do this thing. I don't know if I'm going to see you guys again. And it was a big tearful goodbye. And there was like tears and people were like sniffling and somebody like handed me a tissue. Um, and that was, uh, almost like a plot twist to how the, the next season began. So I don't, I don't want to say spoiler because like it was a while ago, but right. I know people are still catching up on it. But, um, that moment afterwards where like everybody was just kind of like hanging out and taking photos and all this stuff afterwards. And just, um, that interaction was, was very fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah WonderCon isn't, isn't one that I I've been to, but I've heard really good things about it's in Anaheim, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great cosplayers. And you know, it was, it was a good fun convention. Nice. Well, Nora, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for chatting with me about all your uh, adventures on online. And uh, hopefully we can interact at some point again on, on Twitter. I'll let you know when we're going live with this interview. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to my interview with Nora. I really appreciate it. We've got one more episode in the can for this coming week, but then we're going to take a hiatus for the holidays. We'll be back around mid-January with new interviews with some more amazing creators. Until next time, remember, if the die is cocked, it doesn't count. Yay!